I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Let's get ready to rumble! He's the fastest man on the planet. He did go up there, Rabbits. What about Andrew King? Put him in the socket! Yes, yes, what a week. Uh, Normally, I pre-record these and finish up just after the last game on a Sunday, but the ending to that Titans and Seagulls game was just too good to to not watch, and uh, what a performance from Tommy Turbo, 201 before updates. Uh, Yeah, that takes him to the third highest Supercoach score, uh, behind Cleary with his 225 and Cody Walker with his 203. It's the common trend. Uh, I think Cleary's record will get challenged again this year. It's just the way the game's going. Uh, The Titans just fell apart in that second half, and Tommy Turbo uh, really opened the game up for himself. He is the weak start performer by far. Ruben Garrick, uh, four tries as well, which was fantastic from him. Let's get the elephant out of the room, though, regarding my situation. Yes, I did trade out Brian To'o and bring in Alex Johnson, which didn't seem too bad on the surface, but we left AJ on the bench, didn't mean to trade out To'o, was fiddling around with trades, and uh, yeah, I forgot to reverse them. Uh, yeah, that shit happens, unfortunately, but it's uh, so the way my Supercoach season's going, uh, more here to provide some entertainment for you guys, so hopefully you got a bit of a chuckle out of that, but we move on. No footy this week. Uh, we're going to move into rep round, which happens uh, once a year. Next year, it's going to be a bit different, I think. I think there is three bye weeks. Uh, for for NRL next year with with Supercoach uh, being affected by that, so that's some planning that we're going to have to do for rounds uh, for the middle period of the years next year. But this this year uh, we have the week off to prepare for the Super Trade round, and we'll be making some content on that during the week um, just to get the I guess the the spider out of the bag. No content on the socials uh, for this week. No point. There's no footy. Uh, we'll be putting out some podcasts, though, just covering the topics coming up. But we'll move into the round review. The Broncos, 0. The Rabbitohs, 46. And surprise, surprise, the left-hand side of the Rabbitohs absolutely dominated. Cody Walker, uh, back to somewhat of his best. Dane Gagai with 115. Uh, Campbell Graham on the other side of the field with 107. He chipped in fairly well. And Alex Johnson with a hat-trick to score 80. Coming into this game, I did think Dan Gagai would take some uh, attacking stats away from Alex Johnson. We tipped him to go under 70 this game. Uh, look, he went close, got 80. Uh, J- Gagai did have a great game with with 115, as we touched on. Uh, but it was Cody Walker feeding them balls. Latrell Mitchell with a 71 as well, sweeping around the back. Uh, some some good play there. Cam Murray with a 91 as well. Uh, Hamasele with a 70. Jacob Hoss with a 61. Apart from that, there wasn't a huge sort of output. It was just all that left-hand side of the field uh, for the for the Rabbitohs. And I think that's what anyone with two eyes could see coming. Uh, the Broncos just looked in shambles. And it's uh, unfortunately for them, uh, their forwards does do a lot of work. And that was noted by Matt Lodge with an 80 and Payne Haas with a 57. Matt Lodge with an 80, pretty much all in base, having to play big minutes. And uh, this is what we said preseason. If Matt Lodge can get some minutes, he's going to be back to his super coach best. In 2019, I think he averaged uh, 64 
And at the discount price, I think he is he's an okay option for around 13. He's proving himself to be uh, okay. Obviously, the the talks out of this game was that TPJ and Matt Lodge both been told they can look elsewhere, and that might be uh, pretty immediate. So, look, there there's some rumors getting around that uh, some Broncos players are a little bit discontent with Kevin Walters, and it wouldn't surprise me if it came out to be uh, Pengai and Lodge, considering they are being told to move on pretty much ASAP. Pengai with a 56 this game. Payne Haas with a 57, uh, TC Rabadi with a 51, but there wasn't too much to cheer about uh, from the Broncos. They scored zero points. There wasn't much attacking stats happening there. Uh, look, I'm looking at Xavier Coach next year, personally. Uh, I think he's going to be a pretty good cutthroat price playing in a Melbourne Storm system. I posted something on Facebook today about how team building next year will be pretty rough, considering how many guns there are and uh, just how high they're going to be priced, whether we get a salary uh, increase next year or not, who knows, but it's going to make team building interesting, and I think Xavier Coach should be one that you guys should plan your team rounds next year. Could definitely fall into the Charlie Staines mold of being uh, a trap, just with no attack, but uh, if he takes over Addo car spot, you've got to hope for that. And one thing that we have learned from this year, and look, at the end of the season, I'll do a, a review and whatnot, but I think you've got to take chances on these high-ceiling wingers, and that's just my, my two cents. And base stats are fantastic. I mean, I had high hopes on guys like Brian Kelly, Brian Toto, for example, both big base stat wingers, but Toto has gone to another level with the try-scoring ability, but Kelly sort of floundered. Same with someone like a Jesse Ramian. These are guys I love just because of the base stats they have, but they're not going to go huge. Someone like a like Alex Johnson, for example, a couple of weeks ago, and Addo Carr when he scored six. I think you do need a mix of these high ceiling center wings that, yeah, on their day might only get you a 10 points, um, but the, that's the reality that you, you take when you, you play them because you know that if they get a couple of tries, they're going to go huge. Uh, look, the Cowboys went down 24-26 to against the Sharks in a pretty uh, back-and-forth affair. It started out uh, quite slow in that second half and really picked up towards the end. Kyle Felt with 107. Tom Dearden in his second game for the club with a 76. Look, this is a huge pod move, uh, and it could burn up in your face. But if you've got plenty of trades and you're, you're high up in overall standings and you're looking to target round 17... Uh, definitely don't hate Tom Dearden as a buy. I think he'd be relatively cheap. Uh, just another number for around 17, but it is a huge pod move. Uh, Valentine Hones did nothing, really, and got 66, which is always impressive to see if you're an owner from him. Uh, Javid Bowen with a 54, and Jason Tamalolo just, again, like only scored a 54. Uh, there's people that are still hanging on to hope for Lolo to come back, but we've seen one good game from Lolo, and that was when he scored a try. And for me... Uh, I think he's super coach relevant under Todd Payton. It's just not going to be there, unfortunately. And it sucks because he was such a gun of the game in years gone by. But uh, with the way that he's being used, just definitely falling off a cliff. Uh, for the Sharks, though, Aaron Woods uh, with a 79. Will Kennedy with a 74. Will Chambers with a 72. Ronaldo Molotalo with a 71. Toby Rudolph with a 61. Uh, and Sean Johnson sort of went a little bit quiet with a 59. I expected him to go a little bit bigger. And another man that I guess we could... We could say it's a positive, considering he didn't do a whole lot as well. Jesse Raymond with a 51. These are the kind of things I was talking about before. I mean, like, Alex Johnston isn't going to be the kind of guy that gets you middling 40s consistently. He's going to go huge or go quiet. And Raymond, with no tries, yeah, it's a safe base, but how high is that ceiling for him? Uh, another one with a huge high ceiling, one that obviously a lot of people talked up, myself included. Uh, Sifa Talakai, if you waited a week on him, then fantastic, because you're going to miss him next week. But if you went a week early, it sucks, because looks like he's not going to be played for huge minutes. He had a HIA, didn't play fantastic minutes, workload wasn't there, scored a 35, and 
yeah, for, for all the hype that Talakai had, for guys that are new to Supercoach that would have been seeing uh, pages like myself talking him up left, right, and center, to see him only do that wasn't fantastic. It was a liability in defense. Uh, his offensive work was brilliant, but yeah, two tries that he considered pretty, pretty bad uh, for the Sharks. Look, the Panthers defended the Roosters 30-12 to after the Roosters got off to a 12-0 start. And as someone that backed the Roosters, uh, I think I had them plus 17.5 on the line. I was very, very happy with the start. And then Nathan Cleary stole the show, uh, controlled that game. It was one of the best uh, games I've seen from a halfback in a very, very long time. 140 super coach points for him. Uh, the the recent trade-out in Brian Toto, which stings to watch, uh, scored 106. Isaiah Yo with an 85. Matt Burton, someone that I left on the bench uh, just because of the matchup. I wasn't overly confident. He scored a 76. And James Fisher-Harris, one of these gun prop forwards that uh, we brought in a couple of weeks ago. I'm sure a lot of you guys brought in as well. Just sort of floundering around the middle 50s. Um, yeah, I'm not going to compare him to a Matt Lodge. But Lodge just seems to be getting middling 50s on a worse day, whereas, whereas Fisher-Harris, I'm not too sure if it's the minutes or the workload, but it seems like he'll go all guns blazing for the first 20, 25 minutes and then sort of falter off. Uh, don't be surprised to see Fisher-Harris on... I'd say 35, 38 points in the first in, and then just come back and sort of not really do a whole lot, but not doing enough to be traded out. I think if you if you have Fisher-Harris, 54, you'll take. Uh, for the Roosters, though, Angus Crichton, 82. Uh, he got a line break assist in there from memory, but pretty much 70 points all in base, which is always what we want to see. Uh, Jared Rhea Hardgraves with a 55. Adam Kieran with a 55, being Sinbin, so he could have had a 65. Tedesco with a 54. Uh, yeah, there wasn't too much to talk about here from uh, from the Roosters. Look, CSC Watakiaho got a 46. I, I, if you're an owner, you take that. Um, someone that I'm looking in for, for Super Round, and you say, oh, what, a 46. But he did get sent off, remember that? Sorry, Sinbind. Uh, so that's a minus 10 points. That's 10 points off the field as well. So he could have been well up over 60, which is, uh, you'll take that for the price that he's at now. I think that's a pretty good cutthroat price for CSC. Uh, look, when Sam Walker was ruled out, it was an uphill battle. Uh, Joey Manu, when he moves into the halves, obviously a lot of people are, are very excited, myself included, uh, but he didn't have a huge impact on the game. Uh, Joseph Swally obviously didn't have a big impact on the game as well. These guys, that a lot of people own. So, yeah, the Roosters went down in this one, but they're, they're missing a stack of players, and uh, you just hope they can get some kind of um, consistency or team uh, morality back come come the finals time because I think they will upset some teams but with all the outs they have I can't see them making a huge run in the lowest scoring game of the round the Knights 10 the Warriors 6 in an absolute uh, yeah terrible terrible game of footy to play in if you're one of the players in Newcastle there it was pouring down rain uh, raining sidewards the wind was going all over the place Mitchell Pearce in his first game back with an 80, uh, Daniel Saifidi with a 75, Mitch Barnett with a 64. Uh, posted this on socials too. It's very, very funny that uh, after weeks and weeks and weeks of being slated about Barnett's game time, Adam O'Brien plays him for the full 80. Uh, and surprise, surprise, they get the win. My, Barnett was probably one of the best on field. And not even from a super coach standpoint, more an NRL standpoint. Barnett, I think, needs to be playing big minutes for the Knights if they want to be successful. Uh, no Kalen Ponger as well. I think this was a great performance for the Knights to get the two points when they were missing their star man. Uh, Brody Jones with a 63, obviously that scored that try in the corner uh, to yeah win, win the game. Lock and Fitzgibbon with a 60, uh, and Ari Tuala with a 51. David Clemmer off the bench with a 49, didn't change his output too much. And I guess the shock of the of this game was Jaden Braley, probably the second best hooking option consistently outside of Harry Grant. Only scored a 32, didn't do anything in attack, pretty much all tackles, and yeah, it was, wasn't a game for him. Uh, Tohu Harris, 91, what an absolute beast he is. I think he's a must-have 
for any of your teams in the run home. Uh, we'll, we'll touch on, on these targets in a later podcast. Uh, Elias Ikatoa with a 71, and Adam Fennell-Blake in his first game back with a 58. Just a, a low-scoring affair. You don't expect too many breakout scores. Uh, no surprise to see that uh, some of the bigger scores here were from forwards uh, in a game that was just dominated through the middle in, in the wet. Uh, the Dragons... Getting up over the Raiders, 22-20. to A uh, big win for the Dragons, considering uh, that the Raiders were flying high. I mean, the Raiders had Corey Hadawira-Naira score a try to get them an 83. Joe Tarpney with a 78. Josh Hodson with a 71. Elliot Whitehead with a 67. And, and Josh Papali with a 59. There was some discussion in the Turbo Tammy's group chat. Shout out to Kay Anderson and Adasaurus Rex for running that. If you guys don't follow it, obviously check out the Turbo Hemis Cups. It's uh, just a league where all the podcasters come together and everyone can laugh at me and Wilfred from the Supercoach Champions podcast for not doing too well this year. But they brought up an interesting point that Josh Hodgson really stifles his attack. And I, I didn't really take much notice of that until this game. I, I watched him closely and I think they're on the money there. Just the Hodgson is very, very selfish and doesn't really get the team involved. I know he's the captain, but I think there's time to move on from him. Tom Starling is clearly the better hooker, uh, I think, in a lot of people's opinions. So definitely keen to see a world where Tom Starling does play big minutes because I think he becomes a super coach stud. For the Dragons, uh, Ben Hunt with 107. Very, very hot and cold from him. Obviously scoring poorly last week. A uh, big score from him this week. Andrew McCulloch with a 72. Paul Vaughan with a 71. Corey Norman with a 68. I think Corey Norman's been a pretty decent pickup if you went the pod route. He's uh, put out some good scores and uh, another one from him this week. Jack Bird with a 68 and uh, Burns with a 55. From the Dragons, though, it was surrounded around their halves. When they don't have um, Matt Dufty, you see a lot of ball playing through their six and seven, where a lot of teams will get their one involved, and their one for this game was, was young Tyrell Sloan, who... Obviously, it's nowhere near the quality of Matt Dufty, but it's just interesting to see when they change up their game plan, um, considering who's playing in that fullback role. Like I said, without him, it's it's very much through Hunt and Norman. With him, they, they do like to get him involved. So, yeah, curious to see that that tactical change there from uh, from Hook Griffin, but it worked. It worked this game, 22-20 to 20 over the Raiders, who, yeah, I think last week's win may, may have been paper over the cracks. It uh, looked like they were going forward and, and, and moving back. Talk about paper over the cracks and wins that meant nothing. Obviously, the Tigers defeating the Panthers a couple of weeks ago uh, against the Panthers, basically C-grade C side, but there's just not much to cheer about from a Tigers point of view. 66 to 16, and I didn't watch this game personally, but I looked at the scoreboard and it was, what, 30 nil after about 15 minutes, and it's just, yeah, that's uh, not great stuff at all uh, from a Tiger standpoint, defensive issues. But if you told me the Storm put on 66 points, I would expect Nico Hines to have a field day. And I say he only scored 83 this game, and don't get me wrong, 83 is a fantastic score, but you just look at the the, the points that, that Storm put on, and if you didn't watch this game, you would just think, geez, Hines would have had a field day, but only the 83, I mean, Jerome Hughes had a field day with 115, Dale Finnegan with a 93, uh, Remus Smith with a with a 79, Felice Cafusi with a 70, Nelson Asfa Solomona with a 68, Cam Munster with a 62, another one who I was uh, a little bit disheartened by, considering the score they put up for him to only score 62, and he also had a try as well, uh, Tom Eisenhuth, uh, mascot of the Eisenhuth, scored 60. Uh, I've just gone back to edit the podcast and I've realized I've said uh, Remus Smith scored a 79. In fact, it was the cheese. Brandon Smith, he scored the 79 and Remus Smith only scored a 51. So apologies there. For the Tigers, you would expect in a team that only scored 16 points, there wasn't much to cheer about. Luke Garner uh, scored a 74. 
Dane Laurie with that monstrous break even needed to, to pull something out of the bag to hold his price. He only scored a 54 as well. But yeah, as a Tigers fan, it's uh, it's pretty much just a life of grey. There isn't much to cheer about. Most sides have some good juniors to come through that you can be excited about. For the Tigers, there is nothing. It's just a side full of ageing veterans with not a whole lot to cheer about, unfortunately. So yeah, 66 to 16 is an accurate representation of where these where both these sides are uh, in their standings for 2021 and moving forward there's just not much to cheer about from the Tigers and the Storm uh, it's crazy to think they haven't really had their full side fully healthy all year and they're still dismantling teams so it's going to be a pretty mouthwatering clash when both these sides have their full team between the Storm and the Panthers uh, Sunday afternoon the Eels defeated the Bulldogs 36-10 to the Bulldogs hung in there for a lot of the first half and then Parramatta too much class split them away in the second half uh, Mitch Moses with 107 Isaiah Papali'i with an 88 Clint Gutherson with an 81 uh, Sean Russell on debut with a 78 Nathan Brown with a 76 Sean Lane with a 74 Regan Campbell-Gillard with a 72 a lot of these scores were absolutely dominated by the middle and I think Brad Arthur is doing a fantastic job of getting his middleman ball playing through the, the centre third I mean Junior Paul I didn't even touch on him he got a 52 but he set up Regan Campbell-Gillard quite nicely for his try Ryan Madison also got a try as well for a 48. Uh, a lot of those guys, I mean, out of the, what, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, out of the top nine players, six of them were forwards. I think that just goes to show you how Paramount play. They love to get through the middle and, and really dominate teams through there. For the Bulldogs, I mean, Jerry Marshall King, top score with a 58, pretty much all in base from him. Dylan Narp with a 57 with a try. Brandon Wakeham with a 55. Josh Jackson with a 54. And, uh, yeah, that's that's sort of it. A tie side that scores 10 points, similar to the Tigers. Aren't going to have too many standouts there. If Jeremy Marshall King was guaranteed 80 minutes every week, uh, definitely be looking at him as an option. Uh, but the fact that Sione Katoa is on the bench, I think, does deter me a little bit from going that pod route. Uh, in the last game of the round, the Titans 24, the Sea Eagles 56. This one was 24 to 8 at halftime in the Titans' favour, and they just fell apart. We said it all week that if Garrick goes huge, Turbo goes huge, and Garrick went for 150, and no surprise that Tom Trebojevic went for a 201. Three tries for him, uh, multiple, multiple try assists. 201 is, is simply sensational, as we touched on at the start of the show. Uh, Turbo becomes a must-have for the run home, in my opinion. It's a case of who do you pair up with him. Uh, there's a, a good couple of options. I mean, DC with a with an 89 as well. He's another one with a, with a brilliant run home that I would be looking at picking up. Uh, Kieran Form with an 89. Hamuel Olakowatu with a 66. Jason Sai with a 59. But yeah, it was just a two-man show. I mean, shout out Dylan Walker off the bench. He only scored a 52 for Supercoach, but I think off the bench, he was simply uh, phenomenal for them. For the Titans, there was really only two men that kept them, uh, I'd say, in this game. Fafita and Peachy. I think Fafita looks really, really good uh, with ball in hand. Uh, Peachy through the middle was just causing havoc. And shout out to young Campbell. Uh, he scored 61 as well with a, with a nice try as well. Uh, but yeah, for them, it's it's grim, grim times, I think, for the Titans. They're not the side they were at the start of the year. I think they're desperately singing out for Corey Thompson to come back. I think he provides a lot in attack. He's uh, uh, a cheap version of Brian Toto or a Brian Toto from Wish, whatever you want to call it. I think he provides a fair bit of go forward for the attack, but it's just the defense for them that they can score points, but they can also concede them. And, and holy hell, uh, as we said, this one was 24 to 8 at halftime. And for the Titans to, to capitulate the way they did and the Seagulls run away with it really shows uh, where they're at. You can never, ever count out the Seagulls and a side with Tommy Taylor in it is always going to be dangerous coming home. But that's going to wrap up the uh, the round review. Uh, there were some big, big scores from you guys out there. You've all sent me your teams and, and well done. Myself, I didn't have a fantastic week just considering the the issues that we had come trade time. But you can't behind behind, behind that. It happens. Uh, we move forward to not next week, the week after when we have the Super Trades. 
hopefully you guys that are out of the running for overall, you can fix your teams up for the run home for Supercoach uh, for your leagues and potentially get into the finals. And then who knows, you could uh, create some issues for the finals in Supercoach. But that's going to be me. Uh, we're going to be dropping some more podcasts later in the week just with um, regards around what to do with with these five trades and, and how to utilize them best. I'll be giving my bit of advice and also do some bonus content surrounding Nuffs and, uh, and how I think they're going to be pretty crucial in your teams. But for now, I hope you uh, have a very, very good weekend for the rest of it. I hope you have a very, very good start to your week. Uh, if you guys do enjoy the content that I put out, uh, I appreciate the kind words. A review on Apple wouldn't go astray. Uh, if you guys that don't own Tommy Turbo, I'd be looking at getting him in. If you have mates that don't own them, you definitely got uh, the laugh to have on them this week. But uh, yeah, for now, keep your friends close. Keep your pods closer. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today.